Everyday triumphs, extraordinary outcomes, a space where narratives connect. This is the Big Idea Box podcast. Born at the Lot Miami, this podcast invites all entrepreneurs to share, support, and empower. Brain Food Speaker Series is a monthly hands-on discussion with local entrepreneurs who share the secrets of their success and failures. This monthly event takes place at the Lab Miami, helping Miami startups as well as entrepreneurs understand the opportunities alongside the challenges of launching and growing a business. We're sharing these amazing stories that provide new ideas and key practical advice to advancing one's own entrepreneurial career. Brain Food is brought to you by Endeavor Miami in partnership with the Lab Miami, Lab Ventures, Knight Foundation, and Startup FIU. Arian Rashad is the co-owner of Jet Set Miami, a chain of boutique fitness studios with eight operating locations in South Florida and growing. An alumni of UC Berkeley, Stanford, and the University of Miami, Arian focuses primarily on operations, strategy, and vision for the company. She works with a wide range of diverse clientele, from beginners to professional athletes and celebrities. Jetsa Miami was also named the best group fitness in the Miami New Times and featured amongst top influencers as a favorite workout. Arian is enthusiastic about expanding Jetset Miami nationwide. Moderated by Alex Aspe, an Emmy Award-winning producer and digital reporter for Telemundo, let's dive in. All right, so I get to be the third person to introduce you to Ariane, which we're very excited to have here and to welcome you to the Lab and the Brain Food series. So first of all, how's everyone feeling? Good. Everyone's good? Everyone's ready? Yep. Awesome. So I think the most important thing first is for Ariane to introduce herself. As an entrepreneur, I think that when you talk about yourself, it talks more about your business and how it come to be what it is right now. So Ariane, I'm going to give you the word to introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming. My name is Ariane Rashad. I'm the co-owner of Jetset. So thank you guys for having me, first of all, and coming out. Um, I mean, I think my story is an interesting one because I just, I, it's an honest one. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I was very academic and thought I had a, a route to be a professor. So you hear all these stories about entrepreneurs and, you know, you hear them say, well, I was selling widgets when I was three years old and I just wasn't one of those people. So I hope that, you know, if I can be of any assistance to anybody, you know, who thinks that their path is, that entrepreneurial path would be a linear path. It's not a linear path, um, and it wasn't for me. So, you know, I thought I was gonna be in academia. Uh, I graduated from law school. I had my master's in international policy. Um, I was practicing law, and um, I found a studio that I really loved. My business partner had a small boutique studio, which was the start of Jet Set on Miami Beach, south of Fifth. And I really liked the workout and just the idea. I always wanted to have a small fitness studio kind of on the side. I had no idea what it would take or all the hard work that would go into it. And um, I told her that I was going to move up to D.C. And we were, you know, I wanted to open a studio there. And she said, well, hold on. <laughs> if you, uh, would you consider staying in Miami and doing this together? And the truth is, 
we really didn't know each other. <laughs> and that's also a very interesting thing because they always say, like, really get to know your partner and know your partner. And lucky for us it worked. <laughs> but, you know, you really should get to know, I think, who you, um, who you go into partnership with because it's a, it's a marriage at the end of the day. It's a really, really important decision. Um, and even as a lawyer, there are a lot of things that I think I, I didn't know going into business. And law school really teaches you to be risk averse in a lot of ways, and entrepreneurship is almost the opposite. But I think for me, at least having a legal background, especially in Miami, helped me um, in the initial stages of the business, everything from negotiating our own leases to our own employment contracts. Um, we, I think we did a good job in the first round of it. And each time, each iteration of the business, we learn how to cut costs but continue to maintain quality of the business which is also really important, I'm sure we'll touch on later. And from that point, we scaled the business and now we're at eight corporate locations and we own them together and we're in the process of franchising the company. Awesome, let's hear it for that. Eight locations, that's great. So you have the first person inspired right here. I obviously would never think about being an entrepreneur, but now it's on my mind, so that's great. Um, so when was that moment when you decided to to leave law school behind, to leave that dream that you had for so long? And when did you were like, okay, I'm gonna be a full-on, dedicated entrepreneur? Um, I actually, it's a really funny story. I actually built an office in the back of the Gables because I thought I would be able to practice law part-time. <laughs> <laughs> That's how um, out of touch I was with uh, entrepreneurship at the time. And as soon as the doors opened and I saw customers coming in and law school teaches you the difference between right and wrong and you're like, oh my God, I have to apologize to people. <laughs> um, and you know, the customer is always right. These were very big learning lessons for me in the business initially. Um, and I realized that if this business were gonna, was gonna grow, I had to leave it behind and give this 100% in order, in order to succeed. I mean, there wasn't, um, boutique fitness was just starting in Miami. It wasn't what it is exactly today. So I think we got into the market at a great time and we were able to develop a brand early on in Miami, which is I think this space is much more competitive today, but it makes for a better business. I think competition does make for a better business. So I, at the end of the day, I ended up embracing our neighbors and working with them and, in, and attempting to improve the quality of the business. That's, That's awesome. It. But how scary was it? I mean, it's pretty scary <laughs> because you know, you spend all this money on education and then all the, and, you know, I had a, I had an account and I liquidated it and I had, I was about $10,000 short um, of making that final investment. And, you know, I just had a family member that was able to invest that last 10,000. I was like, I will pay you back. I will pay you back. I promise this is going to be something one day. But um, yeah, it's scary, you know, because you're really investing everything and it's, it's, it's hard at, at, in the beginning because you just really have no idea where it's gonna go. But I think Miami is, has been a great, is a great place to have a small business. I think it's a great, great place to have a small business. You get to know people here really well. I mean, I think honestly half of the room right now is, are my friends that support me in this process. So, you know, and those friends have become my clients. Those friends have become our own micro influencers. So it's been a very organic process. 
That's awesome. So now when you mentioned right now, when you owed to your family member and you said that uh, Jet Set was going to be something, tell us what that something is. Like what makes Jet Set Pilates so special and what uh, differentiates it from other fitness classes? Because everyone here lives in Miami. We know that there's fitness classes everywhere at all times being bombarded at you everywhere you go. And let's be honest, we live in Miami. We all want to be skinny and tan. So um, what makes Jet Set Pilates so special? Well, I ended up pale, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, Jet Set works. The method works. Uh, it's a combination of strength training, cardio, and Pilates-inspired movements all in one. And the, and the truth is you see results. There's nothing gimmicky about Jet Set. Um, clients' bodies change it, change. it was a transformation. And I think it was a time, um, there was a shift, there was a pivot in the fitness culture where people wanted to have an experience. And I know we hear that a lot, like what is an experience? Like what, is, what does that mean from, this, you know, from the beginning to the end? But it was a place where people could come in and not only just change their bod bodies, but really change their mindset of what they were capable of doing. I think like if I were to give our own brand its biggest criticism, it would be like a lot of people are just intimidated to try Jet Set for the first time. Um, but once they give it a go, everybody realizes they were once a beginner. And the great thing about Genset is that it's a humbling workout. Whether you'll be working out next to a beginner beginner, you'll be wor working out next to somebody old, somebody young, um, professional athlete. I mean, it's, it's a really inspiring workout because it really shows that strength comes at any age and in every form. So I think, you know, it's... It is what it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm going to be a beginner, beginner tomorrow. Right. I'll tell you all about it. I'll try it for the first time. Um, I want to know what is your secret to keep clients for coming back? Because I think that's what makes a business successful, especially in group classes. Um, I think for us, I want to, I always try to find out why a client doesn't return. Mm -hmm. That's really important for me to want, you know, I really try to investigate why a client wouldn't come back. We had great retention. We follow our statistics. Like for us, it was very important to have a software that allowed us to keep track of our clients in terms of sales, in terms of retention. And we try to find out why a client doesn't come back. It's great that they do come back, but we want to find out why they don't come back. You know, is there other competition in the market? Do they not like their experience? And I think for entrepreneurs, like you can love your idea all day long and you can believe in your idea, but you can't be delusional. <laughs> you have to communicate with your clients and figure out, you might think it's the best thing that happened in the entire world, but you have to be honest with your results at the end of the day. And I think we were not afraid to take a hard look at numbers. We look at numbers almost daily, sales, retention. Um, we look at marketing and why people do and don't come back. But I think that's probably our our biggest asset, we, we try to get everybody to come back in. That's awesome, and you do strategy also at Jet Set. So tell us about when did you start expanding and why did you choose keep on expanding in Miami and not go maybe to another city or maybe another city in Florida, but you stayed here all through your eight different locations. So when did you decide that? And then my follow-up question to that is, a lot of people were surprised when you chose Wynwood. How has this experience been and how have you seen the neighborhood change through the years or the time? Yeah, so for us, it was really organic. I mean, to me, our business specifically is an owner-operated business. I, this is, I truly believe that. I think somebody, you have to be on the ground and be there. And um, you know, after, t after a certain amount of time, you can find people that can help you grow that business. Like we found a really great regional manager um, that also helped us grow this business. But essentially, we, we took a slow and steady growth. We didn't take money out from anyone. We took the profits of the existing business um, and we 
put it into a separate bank account, saved it, and continued to reinvest into uh, locations after. So we didn't take on any money. We didn't take on any partners. Uh, we didn't give up any equity. Um, and I think that was really smart early on. I'd like to, like now, you know, we're in a different place where I, I'd like to get to a certain number of units before I would consider giving up equity and bringing on like a strategic partner. Mm -hmm. But it was a very organic growth. Um, and again, like I couldn't stress, can't stress this enough, just like really to be honest with your numbers, like look at your sales, look at your rent, um, uh, look at your P&L almost on a daily basis to figure out like, do I even have the capacity to grow at this time? And I chose, Miami and South Florida because I, practically I was able to get to all the locations. I could drive you know, from South Beach to Coral Gables to Wynwood to South Miami. It's easy for me to get to for now. Um, and then you know, creating, putting systems and processes in place to be able to scale the business mm -hmm. is gonna be the next step. As for Wynwood, we opened here in 2014. Zach the Baker was the only person on the block. <laughs> uh, my parents came down and they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, this is insane. No one's going to come here. Uh, the, our male instructors were to work at night and our female instructors during the day. That was our hard and fast rule. <laughs> the guys were going to walk the ladies to their cars. At the end of the night, people thought we were nuts. Um, but I think for us, we believed in this area growing at an early time. We got, we came in um, with Goldman Properties. We had uh, great rent, which I don't think I could afford today. So I'm really glad I got a great deal here. Um, and it was, you know, I think this place, Wynwood is magical. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a magical place. And it, for a business, it really proves itself to be a destination location. You know, you, you put yourself into different communities, like it's easy to go in a, into a community that's established, like a Coral Gables or a South Miami or a Palmetto. These places are already established. Wynwood for us was like a true test of our brand. You know, are people going to drive in their car and, and park their car in sort of a seedy area just for our workout? <laughs> Is it worth it? And they did, you know, and then, it's, you know, soon after a lot of different businesses followed and, you know, it's, it's a great place. It's become an incubator as the lab is a great incubator for entrepreneurs. It's actually definitely one of my favorite locations. Awesome. Let's hear it for Wynwood too. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about expansion and that you have already eight different locations, I saw on your Instagram that you said that you were growing. So tell us more about where are you growing to and how are those plans coming along? Yeah, so my business partner, along with our regional manager, we identified you know, locations in the country that are similarly situated to South Florida that also enjoy would enjoy a high, in high intensity, low impact workout. And we're looking at different demographics and, and our, our model for now is to franchise the company. So our next step is opening up a separate entity, a whole separate LLC, which is our franchise company, which is gonna be able to you know, allow our, even our customers or people who really love the workout to be able to open up in different cities. And this is something we've always wanted. Probably like twice a month, three times a month, we get an email about like, I really love Jetset, I'd like to open it in this location. And we just you know, said, hang on tight. We really didn't know what we were gonna do, if we were gonna to try to keep it corporate or if we would try to bring on a strategic partner to grow. But with so much interest from people who really want to invest, um, I think it's a great way to do it because they, they believe in the brand if they're doing it. And we'd like to make it so that they're 
uh, you can actually put in the contracts that you can make these locations owner operated for a certain amount of time. So you have somebody there to be able to look over the locations. I really think with these businesses, they grow with TLC. So <laughs> yeah, it's important. That's awesome. Well, I'm pretty sure that most of us want to try Jetset Pilates if we haven't tried already or teach the beautiful people in the front. So now let's talk about your personal experience as an entrepreneur. What would you say has been your biggest challenge to date while leaving law behind and then focusing on this? Um, I think for me, I've, well, in business, it's been a little bit of just customer service. You know, you get, you have a lot of people that depend on you almost every day, you know, and you want to always make the right decision and you feel like you know what's right and wrong. But as a business owner, you have to be prepared to really understand that what you're doing is a service for other people. Um, so it's not always what, what's right and wrong. So for me, it was very much taking my ego out of the business um, and really listening to what my customers wanted. And again, I brought this up before, but it's so important. It's, I talk to the client. I try to, even though sometimes I feel frustrated with the client that's angry, I go back and I reread that email or I go back and I call them to try to you know figure out what went wrong it doesn't happen that often but when it does it's a learning lesson for you as a business owner to either you know shape your business differently or to take that criticism and grow and i think that's what's really important for sure and now that we have a lot of entrepreneurs here too what would you say is a good tip when you're starting out I think uh, having some sort of business plan, you know, having a business plan and really, for me, I think numbers are very, very important. Lawyers don't focus on numbers. <laughs> That's why they become lawyers. <laughs> and um, I think it's really important to understand your finances and not to overspend. That first look, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it, even in our first location that my business partner and I opened together, we definitely overspent. We definitely overspent. Um, we, you know, we did a full-blown demo and construction, and like everything had to be perfect. And I don't regret it, but I really learned how to cut down costs without sacrificing quality, and that's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill sure. not to overspend. Mm -hmm. It's a skill not to feel like this is my first business. I want to go, go out and I want everything to be glamorous and it's got to be perfect. And, you know, you realize like you have to really look at your expenses and really look at, you know, your rent. Mm -hmm. You know, think about your payroll. Am I paying my people, you know, enough or not enough? Being really honest with those numbers because at the end of the day, we are really different. Like Jet Set is a, is a business that operates, you know, is, is we have scalability issues because we have only a certain number of machines in every studio, whereas like a Barry's Bootcamp or a Flywheel can have like, I don't know, 40, 50 people in a room. We have to say like, how much can we make a day? How much can we make per class? Like what is realistic? You know, do you think about bad times just as, just as much as good times? Right. You know, and setting that money aside because it's not always gonna be roses. Right. Um, and, and especially in Miami, you know, everyone knows it's slower here in the summer. You have to prepare for that as a business owner if you're in our in our industry you have to prepare for that so really just being honest with your numbers and and not being afraid of them i've seen like some of our neighbors you know i feel like who could have done better if they had just been honest with with their numbers right um how do you get yourself motivated and inspired and where do you got all this energy from because you were taking the pilates classes and doing all this business on on your on jet set how do you get inspired, motivated? Where do you get your energy source from? How does that look like for you? 
I mean, I just love working. <laughs> I really do. I really just love working. I, I mean, my, my passion is to make a mark. I really want to make an impact in some capacity in the community. And it's not necessarily profit-driven, though I really want to do great in sales and kill it. I really want to make a mark in the community, and part of that is through service. Um, so, uh, you know, through JetSet, we've been able to donate to a spinal cord injury program, and I've been able to be a part of that, building a wellness center for people with disabilities. And when you have those kinds of experiences, you come back to your own and you realize, wow, like, it just shifts your mindset. Mm -hmm. about the things that you're capable of doing. And honestly, the, the workout itself, the energy of the clients just keeps you going all day long. That's awesome. And then my last question before we go to the Q&A, because I want to make sure that you guys get to ask Arian some questions, because I'm sure you already have some. Uh, my last question is, what is next for you as an entrepreneur? What is next for you as a woman? Like, what do you see yourself doing for the next um, five years and then maybe for the next 10 years? So I was thinking about this talk today and I was up at midnight and I just said like, you know, how am I going to get to bed? <laughs> and so I just turned on a podcast and I listened to the two women who started Soul Cycle. And I woke up and I, I called my dad this morning and I was like, dad, I'm like, their, diff their story is not that different than ours. Like, that's so crazy to think that. Like, you know, and I'm listening to the story and they started like with one studio, two studios, three studios. And they already took on a strategic partner to do so. And, they, and you know, she talks about the pro her and her business partner talk about the process of exiting, which they both, you know, they took on Equinox and then they exited for 90 million each. And I'm like, wow, you know, all came from what, you know, from a, you know, a business meeting and like a dream coming true. And I was like, wow, these stories all of a sudden become real. Like you can be part of this like bigger dream in a way. And that's, that's, that's very motivating for me. So I feel like, in the next five years, I'm very motivated to franchise this company. I'd like to have 200 locations across this country. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and I and I think no matter what, even if we sell the company or don't, I, I would oh, I always want to be a part of you know a starting something new. I want to like I would love to take that money and reinvest it. I think I'll always be growing because to me, I'm dri I'm driven by knowledge, and um, and again, like making an impact on the community. That's so cool. Thank you again. Let's start with the Q&A. Who wants to start? I've, I've actually been hearing everything. I'm also an entrepreneur. And I wanted to ask, uh, how do you do it to turn it off? Because I've, I've heard that thing and now it's, uh, it seems to take 100% of you. How do you do it to turn it off? Because uh, it, it's not a job. It's not something you turn off the computer and go home. It's not something you can turn <coughs> Netflix and just disappear for 10 hours. You don't get weekends off, you don't get Mondays off. How do you do to take a vacation? And I don't mean really for a family, just from like the whole <coughs> jet thing. How jet set, how do you manage to be yourself apart from being an entrepreneur? It's a good question and it's a hard it's it's not an there's not an easy answer to that. I mean I think for the first few years of the business I didn't know how to turn it off. Like I would just all the numbers would get routed to my phone and I would pick up the phone and everyone thought it was a call center. I was like, Jetsa Pilates. I'm like, how can I help you? And they're like, oh, wow. They thought I was like in a different country <laughs> answering the phone. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can switch your class. No problem. I'm happy to make the sale. Let me get down your information. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it is really hard to turn it off. I think um, once I had the capital to get people to help me, 
there was a shift because I could also, you know, I could rely on people at the desk to help me, our studio leads and our managers and our instructors became more resourceful. So I think the team itself, like once you built a system and process in place, you can rely on your team members to help you do that. I'm not gonna lie, your lifestyle does change, mine did change. You know, I went, you know, from being able to travel where I wanted to go and would do whatever I wanted to do and now I'm very cognizant of my travel and what I do. Um, but like in the short term, on a micro level, I think for me, I, I never took up meditation. I actually, it's funny because I actually thought meditation was silly. Um, when I first experienced it, I was like, I can't do this. This is not something I can do. I'm just going to lay here and think about other things. Um, but once I, um, I started taking some classes and I, start, I downloaded an app and started meditating and it just put me in a different space. I learned how to calm down a little easier. I learned how to um, breathe through things. And I think meditation really changed the game for me. It really changed the game for me. Like even just the apps every day or like there's a lot of great uh, meditation practices in Miami. Uh, our friend Mike has one at Modern Ohm that's excellent. And it's just a way to tune out and forget the world for a little bit. And like, you know, of course, it, business will always be there, but there's a time you have to cut it off. You know, clients, if you're getting calls at like 10, 11 at night, you can answer them eight in the morning. And then you retrain your clients to call you at eight in the morning and not at 10, 11 at night. It's, they will push your boundaries and then you have to reset them. Anyone else? How did you come up with the actual exercise classes? <laughs> yeah, so ours is a combination. So there's, you know, traditional Pilates, and we took elements of traditional Pilates, combined it with strength training and cardio combined. My business partner and I took elements of different programs, and we, we actually put it together into a manual with the help of our master trainers. And then through that, we created a manual, and then we executed that through every routine. So it was something that we had, you know, adopted from different methods, and then we we ourselves tweaked the timing and um, the transitions and the music, everything to it. How about the actual machines? Was that developed just for you, or was that something? So recently, so we had machines that that were developed, you know, that could be pur purchased on the market, and then we realized that as a franchise, if we wanted to grow as a franchise, we needed to own our own equipment. Um, so we actually went out and we began to look for manufacturers that could help us customize our own machine. So now we've custom made our own machine with our own branding and logo because that's really important because when people walk into the studio, you know, we, they want to see something that says Jet Set. Just like when they go to SoulCycle, you recognize a yellow bike or at Flywheel, you recognize a bike with a metric on it. Even though these things are very small in a business, they matter to people. Like I even, I ask people like why they go to Orange Theory, they're like the heart rate monitor. I'm like, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. The monitor doesn't work, but they like it. They like that some, there's a unique differentiator about their, about their product and they like it. Um, so I think having something, you know, for us, it was, you know, we had to go out and make custom made equipment in order to create like a cohesive brand. Yeah, so you mentioned when you were talking about expansion, you mentioned that you're considering franchising yeah. as an option. You also mentioned that um, your access to your customers and the feedback from your customers is probably secret sauce or is very just a key element. Have you considered or have you thought about once you start a franchise? Because I mean, this is, that's her brand. Yeah. I heard this podcast by Emily Winkler. And she, she talked about that. Um, yeah. She didn't want to franchise. Um, how are you going to have a pulse? 
It's such a great question, honestly. It's, it's something that like we thought about for about a year before we made that decision. Um, you know, corporate growth is excellent if you, ha if you can find the right people in the right city to help you like grow that company. So, you know, and then there's franchises that look good on paper. So for example, you know, Orange Theory is a billion dollar franchise right now with a thousand units around the world. Um, but they do differently. Their units do really differently. So it's a really great question. So with franchises, you do need to have a pulse on them. And I think with like, it's a, it's a challenge to have like rapid growth and to be able to control that. You know, our hope is that, you know, we want to be on the ground. That's why we like, when we start to franchise, it's gonna, we're gonna start in South Florida because my business partner and I wanna actually be able to get there and grow and to be with the owners of those businesses. And as we grow, we want, you know, different people to help us monitor that. I think the process now, I think times are changing with technology, the way you can have a pulse on your operators way differently than you had you know 10 20 years ago now you can see on spot sales what they're doing retention rates classes you have it's all within the axis of your fingertips now that doesn't take away from the fact that owner presence or you know presence of your employees and and quality still has to be there but i think for us that's the route do you have to be certified in pilates or do you actually have your own new certification program for... Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, so we created our own certification program at JetSet. So our, our instructors are all certified by our, you know, our JetSet master instructor. So we have our own program. That's also very important to franchising the company as well, because you want to have your own training program to be able to do that. Um, first of all, I love your workout. It's very humbling. Like, I always walk in and I got this. You know, ClassPass is really interesting. When they came into the market, um, I, I think they they went into the market and they said like they had this too good to be true offer, ninety nine dollars unlimited classes. You go anywhere in Miami. They came to us. They said, look, you know, we'll pay you out this amount for every client that comes in. We're like, okay, that this is a great payout. You know, we'll take it. The problem is it wasn't sustainable for them. So they've had to shift and pivot in, number, in numerous ways to become profitable. Um, and that they've had to adjust their business model to do so. So when, when we started, we were one of the first people that you know, signed on with them in, in South Florida and they said to us, well, 80% of our clients you know, uh, will come back. It's untrue. <laughs> it didn't happen. 80% didn't come back. For me, ClassPass is a blessing and a curse. I think it exposes the client to your workout, which I think is great. But if they're really just like focusing on the deal, then no matter, you know, it's very hard to convince them to commit to your workout if they're already paying another membership fee. I think what they did as a business is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, like how they went out there and they got everybody in this too good to be true offer, but it's retracting a bit. And I think I see a lot of businesses now almost following that path where they go in and they say like, we're just gonna make this work at all costs. We're gonna offer this too good to be true offer. We're gonna get everybody on our platform and either they, you know, they have to change their business model or they die because of it. And it's a, it's a quick death on these businesses. So you know, only, only 
0.001% of these businesses survive that kind of tactic. You know, like Uber went out there and they said like, okay, we'll take all the legal, you know, we'll do all the legal, it doesn't matter, we'll just go out there, let's just do it, do it, do it. But these are like such a small fraction of businesses that can operate at full speed like that. And they've got a lot of money behind them. So you have the legal background. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure your business partner, whether they were from a business background. How did you, I'm just interested to in hear how you built up the business plan and how you kind of built up your tribe of mentors and contacts so you knew who to go to if you wanted to get technology for your business or more, you know, bricks and mortar premises. So I had the legal background, which was very helpful, and then like having gone to law school down here and knowing, knowing so many people down here who I could just literally pick up the phone and say like, would you do this deal or how would you structure this deal? And that's a, I was very lucky and fortunate to have that. My business partner came from a real estate background, commercial real estate background. So for that reason, we had like a lot of really great deals initially. Um, you know, like 15-year leases, long-term leases, you know, options to renew, no personal guarantees, which is kind of unheard of, but we were like, we're two poor business owners, please. Like, hey, we're women, please don't do this to us. But, you know, we did it. <laughs> like, you know, we did. We, like, we learned how to play both sides of, you know, negotiation. We're like, we're Pilates girls. Oh, wait, yeah, we're lawyers and we have a commercial real estate background, you know? So we learned how to play both sides in terms of negotiation. So that was really helpful. And then, you know, in South Florida, uh, I joined an entrepreneur's organization. It's called EO. It's very similar to YPO, but you have to actually start your own business. And through that network, I met a lot more people. And as I, you know, interestingly enough, like the people that we're starting to bring on our board now, it's crazy. Like I'll just like hear somebody in a podcast or I'll like hear, you know, some investment company they're part of, and I'll just send them a message. I'll find their, find their email online. I'll be like, you know, like, Hey, I've heard of you. Would you would you sit down and take a you know have coffee with me? And they will. <laughs> so don't be afraid to go and ask people if you see them. They're, these are like, they're not you know unreachable people. These are people you can actually reach. Sit down, have a coffee, have a conversation with people, massage the conversations over a period of time, and you never know they could end up being part of your board. You know this is what we did. This is what we did. We talked to people high up from Orange Theory. We talked to people from Zumba who were really helpful, um, and it's just been a really you know, if you just have to do it, you go up there and you introduce yourself and say, hi, my name's so-and-so, you know, I would love to, I love, I love what you've done with your brand, you know, and if there's any advice you can give me, I, you know, and those, that's how those, those conversations start. You mentioned money or yeah. Yeah, so initially, like, we got, we were really lucky, you know, the operations, I mean, just candidly for this conversation, the operations of our existing businesses funded our newer studios. So we were make so once we got the initial money, my business partner brought in 50%, I brought in 50%, um, and then our, that business that we began growing, uh, began to be cash flow positive pretty early on. So we saved that, we decided to put that money aside and reinvest it into the new company. And each time we would reinvest into the new company. I mean, it's not easy to do that, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, like I don't wanna say like it's, you know, these things happen overnight, but now I think we're growing faster. Like in the last year we grew, we opened three locations at the same time, so it's the first time that we are like, whoa, we spent a lot of money. Um, and this is the first time we're actually considering, you know, bringing outside capital in, but for the right deal, right? So like right now we're not considering giving up any part of our existing operations, but maybe something in the franchise realm. Um, I'm really curious about the 
curious about your marketing strategy and whether influencer marketing plays any role at all. Yeah, it does. I mean, like when we first started, there was no such thing as Instagram and or it was just like barely beginning to start. And also when we I, I think we hired one ad agency and like I think we sued them. <laughs> um, I was like because they tried they like they said, oh, well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll give you influencers for this amount of money. And we're like influencers. What is that? You know, this is crazy. I'm not paying an influencer. Um, but, you know, can't fight can't fight the market on that one. We, JetSet's really lucky because we've had a lot of organic PR. And this is the beauty of a small business and this is the beauty of social media right now. You, can, you have people walking through your door who are influencers every day and this is a part of their daily life. They need content for their own stories. I'm in a business group where my colleagues pay astronomical numbers for influencers and I'm like oh that person just posted for me just to like be nice you know so Jet said Miami's excellent for that you know you have a lot of people that come down here uh, a lot of women also business owners who want to support other women business owners which is amazing um, so our clients believe it or not have been our influencers and we've had you know celebrity clients and we've also had micro influencers and the micro influencers really matter these are people that like you know and this is what they do on a day-to-day -day basis and you're motivated by them so the low i think like at first it was like let's go and pay all these uh you know high-end influencers and celebrities but i don't i think there's a lot of value in the micro influencers as well in, in terms of actually getting somebody to come into jet set and pay i don't really care about somebody in california who loves what i do unless i open up in california but if they are in miami and they really like what i do and they're posting then that's you know that's great if you have to pick just one of your acquisition channels which one you choose and what do you mean by acquisition yeah. you get your new clients oh for new clients um okay i will tell you this three out of more four of my clients are referred referral Referral, referral, referral. I know we live in a world of social media and Instagram and Facebook and whatever else is out there. Three out of four of my clients walk in because somebody told them to. So like, do not doubt the power of referral even in an age of social media and digital marketing. People come in because, you know, if you're, if you're at a party and your friends say, like, you, you've got to try this with me tomorrow, to me it's more powerful than, I don't know, a, supermodel having done the workout it's, it's just more valuable and it means more to me you know because i it doesn't really matter if a celebrity does it or doesn't do it it just matters to me you are who you are so yeah referral um so i've listed a different couple of patients have you thought about adding showers to be honest, the reason why we didn't initially was because it was just another operation for us. And I'll, the reason why we didn't do it is because we didn't have we didn't have the money for a full time like staff assistant or janitor there uh, when we first opened the business. Like I said, we were trying to keep our costs lean. Is a different operation. I I think so definitely. I think like there's a there's a market for this. I think in the franchise company, I think people we the truth is like we thought we were hitting like a mom crowd. It was an 8 30 9 30 10 30 crowd, you know. So we thought, okay, well, people come in, they work out and they leave for home. As the business grew, that changed. It became a 6:30 crowd and then people were asking for 5:30 in the morning and we were like, "Whoa, like people get up this early to work out." So the demographic changed for us. And I think so. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Yay for showers. Anyone else? 
All right, so to wrap this up, I wanted you to give us who are here, some of them are entrepreneurs, all of us are just inspired. I'm so inspired, I think I want to be an entrepreneur now. I leave Telemundo behind. Um, what are some words of advice that you've received before that have meant to you and that have, you've put on track in your business? And what are some words of advice that you, as an entrepreneur, can give us today? Um, I think for me, the two questions go hand in hand. I think having a support system is invaluable. It's just invaluable. Having somebody that believes in like what you're doing, whether it's your friend, your parent, like whoever it might be next to anybody around you, like it's entrepreneurship can be very lonely. It's, it can be a very lonely life. Like sometimes in the, especially in the beginning, I would feel like I'm on all day in front of people. And then you just, I just wanted to go home and crawl into my sheets at night and like not talk to anybody <laughs> at night. So you're on all day. And I think having a proper support system is so important. Like I, I think I even like, I was, you know, making transition from law to Pilates and I wanted to be a professor and I worked for Homeland Security and I did all these things. And the, you know, then I'm telling my friends, I started a Pilates studio. I was like, <laughs> A little embarrassed you know I was like is this really gonna work you know I even doubted myself in the beginning and having family members that were like no you can do this I mean I think I, I sent uh, my sales report to a friend of mine every month and he was he was like good work good work this is what you need to fix like good work and I would just sell it send it to him every month and he would just give me like a little tidbit of advice each time to just a little bit better incrementally better and I think the one thing I can tell you is you know in this age of social media compare yourself to who you were yesterday. I know this is like, this is a principle that I took from Jordan Peterson, who I think if you please read his book, if you haven't read his book, 12 Principles of Life, this one really stood out to me. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today is so important in this age of social media. We're comparing, like what you see on Instagram is such a, it's a small glimmer of what goes on every day. Like 95% of it is work. And like when I get to teach, it's my favorite part of my day. It is my favorite part and I don't get to do it enough, but it really is my favorite part of my day. So really just focusing on yourself and also, I, I'm sure you've heard this before, but get around people that are doing bigger things than you. It'll elevate you, it'll make you think uh, higher of yourself and get around people that support you is just, it's so important. That's awesome. Well, everybody give a round of applause for Arian Rashid co-founder of Jet Set Pilates. Of course. I'm very excited for my class. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming. Stay connected and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Idea Box, hashtag BrainFoodMIA. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review the Big Idea Box podcast. And remember to always share with a friend.